Hey guys, it's Simmons. This is Brussling Unlimited. There we go. It was a little too high. A little too high. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Hey guys, it's Simmons. This is Brussling Unlimited. As we are here on the 7th of September. I don't know why I couldn't think. I'm like looking at the clock of the calendar here and it says nine. And I'm like, what is nine? I don't know what nine is September. I went total blank on that one. September. 7th 2022 to talk about everything that went down tonight on AEW Dynamite. Tonight's AEW Dynamite I thought was an alright show. I didn't think it was anything spectacular or great other than Moxley, not Moxley. Well, Moxley cut a great promo, but Hangman and Danielson just freaking killed it. Should have been the main event. I wasn't a big fan of the pure title match. I thought the two men worked well together, Garcia and Wheeler. Wheeler Yuta. But for what that match was and what that match had to be, I just felt like it was a little too slow paced. Speaking of pacing, though, I thought the show flew by. From the time the show started to the time the show ended, I thought it went shoo. Unfortunately, I missed the first like five, six minutes of the show because freaking Xfinity. Cable wants to be dumb and tell me, oh, you don't have TBS. Fuck, I don't. Then I got to go on watchwrestling.in to get a bootleg copy. Can't rewind, so I missed a couple things. Good thing I called the buddy and go, um, hey, uh, yeah, get some notes for me, please. So I had a buddy do notes for me for the first 15, 20 minutes of the show or whatever. But not 15, 20 minutes, maybe like, 10, 15. Anyways. So I had to go back and find clips of like all the MJF stuff and the Tony Khan little announcement. Because literally, I got the show on when Moxley came out. Because freaking Comcast, Xfinity Cable, whatever you want to call it. Oh, you don't have access to TBS. I tried through the TBS app. Oh, your cable provider says you don't have access. You must upgrade. Then I tried through the Xfinity Stream app. Oh, you don't have access. You know, upgrade. I'm like, fuck, I must. About to cancel this shit anyway soon when I move. Also, let me know on Twitter. DM me. You guys do, and I'll, I'll get to the, the bit donations here in a minute. I really want to appreciate say appreciate to that. If you guys know any good streaming cable services, whether that is um, YouTube TV, Sling TV, Hulu Live, because I got to cancel my Comcast soon. And well, Melvin, I can't get a dish. I'm just saying that right now. I'm not getting a dish. I'm not. I'm not paying for a dish. So in Direct TV and Dish Network, they're at, that's out. I want something that's also got a streaming component to it, which I know both of those do. But like YouTube TV, um, Hulu Live, Sling, something like that. It doesn't have to be tied because the issue is, um, with Comcast, I'd keep it, but it has to be tied with your internet. And I'm not going to have Comcast internet where I'm moving. So I can't have Comcast TV if I don't have Comcast internet, if that makes sense. Uh, Gabriel says Hulu Live. I'll look into that one. If you if you swear by it, Gabriel, I'll go and look into that one. Also, I want to thank Dan the Man for the 15-bit donations. I also want to thank Killjoy Army for the 69-bit donations. And then another 26-bit donations. Really do appreciate that. Killjoy says, I would go with YouTube TV. All right, I think I will look into both of those, though. 
Won't be till the end of the month that I'll have to do that. Also, do both of those have a DVR component? Do either or both of those, Hulu Live and YouTube TV, have local channels? Uh, I don't get Spectrum in my area. Hot Rod Bubba. I don't even know what Spectrum is. I know Spectrum's a cable company, but I don't. there's no Spectrum around here that I know of. Um, do those have local channels like ABC, CBS, all that stuff? And is there a DVR component? Because I need a DVR component as well. But as far as tonight's show does go, I thought it was a good show. Not great or anything. Could have been better. But regardless, get into it. But before I do that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. Or if you're watching or listening later, YouTube.com forward slash Wrestling Unlimited. Or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher. Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. If you are watching live, I want to say thank you and tell you that you can support us in a couple of different ways. You can either support us by hitting that donate button down below or being like Dan the Man and Killjoy Army and donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime, and it doesn't even have to be your Amazon Prime account. It can be anybody's Amazon Prime account, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, anybody, anybody, anybody. You take that Prime, take that, uh, what's it called? You take that Prime account, you take that, oh, my Twitch account, you link them together, bada bing, bada boom, your Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things, like free games, like Three free games that are really good games. Shadow of Mordor is free right now. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is free right now. And Football Manager 22 is also free right now. Three super good AAA games. I would recommend you guys, even if you don't want to subscribe here, because you get one free subscription to any Twitch channel. I would say, hey, at least do it to get the free games. Remember, also, you can support us over on YouTube by hitting the join button and becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Plus, you can get all of that, but more directly support us by heading over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or you're getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or even Rumbleverse, I'm going to ask you if you have a creator code, and you do. That creator code is PWUnlimited. Use code PWUnlimited at checkout for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases, and you'll be directly supporting us and not spending any extra penny if you're already buying stuff or Claiming the free games. Like right now, you get some stuff for Knockout City, and you can also get Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is a fantastic game in my opinion, for free on the Epic Game Store. But remember, code PWUnlimited, whether that is on the Epic Game Store on your computer or on the launchers for Fall Guys. No, Rocket League, Fortnite, and Rumbleverse on your PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo switch but as far as the show does go kicked off with a greeting from excalibur recapping the return of mjf what was noticeably missing was a recap of cm punk becoming the new champion or cm punk in that return of mjf at all 
focused all on MJF returning and saying he's going for the belt. Video of Tony Khan then played. Actually, yeah, Tony, the Tony Khan video played where he stated that due to unforeseen and uncertain, un, what's the word he used? But I just said, well, my notes, notes I got here are not my notes. So, but Tony said, due to unforeseen circumstances, we are vacating the AEW World Championship and the World Trios Championships. He said, with that, as far as the, oop, that's the wrong button. That's not a thing anymore. Oh, no, hold on. Close that all for now. What? Nope. Why does nothing want to? There we go. There we go. There we go. Hey, Epic Game Store. Use code PWUnlimited. Everything. My freaking tablet that controls all those buttons froze up and then everything just pressed itself, which is very weird. Very, very weird. There we go. Okay, uh, turn that one off. There we go. So he said they're vacating all the belts. And what's the word I'm looking for? First off, he said that they will crown new trios champions tonight in our opening match, Death Triangle versus Best Friends. Then, and I got a pull graphic up on the screen, he said that we will hold a tournament of champions. That will conclude at Grand Slam. Oh, excuse me. And that tournament of champions. Around the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Well, they don't say heavyweight anymore. World Champion. Let's throw that on the screen. Or as the brackets for this tournament do go. We do have Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson, which we saw tonight. And that was... A great match. Rampage this Friday. Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. And then next week, Chris Jericho will face Brian Danielson because, spoiler alert, Brian Danielson beat Hangman. And then John Moxley will face the winner of either Sammy Guevara or da Darby Allen. The winners will then face off on September 21st at Grand Slam for the title. Uh, Luke says uh, the title will probably go back to Moxley. I kind of hope not because they just did Moxley. So unfortunately, I kind of hope not. Since Moxley was just the champion. I say, give it to Danielson. Why not put it on Danielson for the first time? Danielson versus Moxley in the finals would be pretty cool. But at the same time, I can also see Moxley and Jericho in those finals as well. Because I don't know. Like, they might do it just because of the nature of their characters. Of, we'll fight each other. We don't care if we're partners in the BCC. So, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see where this tournament itself actually goes. I'm very interested to see that. And where these two big matches end up next week as far as the winners going into the finals. Also, I didn't see the opening of the show because, again, well, actually, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to do something really fast. We're going to watch something together. We're going to, well, maybe. I was told by a number of people, hey, Moxley, not Moxley, Omega, the Bucks, and Punk were all pulled out of the um, intro for Dynamite. I didn't see the intro again because I was having issues with my cable, but I'm going to pull it up right now. I can pull it up. I'm not going to play any audio from it, but we're going to scrub it really fast, scrub through it, and just see if they were actually pulled or not. Again, like I said, 
I didn't see it because I didn't. I had issues with my cable provider. But hold on. Let's actually watch it and see if they were actually pulled. So we're going to move this to this screen. And let's just see if they were actually pulled. Nope, nope, nope. Scrub all the way to the back. Nope, that didn't work either. There we go. Back, Jericho, Garcia, Wardlow, Storm. That was it, and that was it. Yeah, no. No Omega, no Bucks, no Punk. So yeah, we're all pulled from the intro of Dynamite. Which is very, very, very interesting. As far as the show does go, Tony did his little thing, like I said, announced the tournament. And then MJF came out to a massive pop from the audience. Also, let me close this off the screen. There we go. He pandered to the crowd, getting a full babyface reaction. MJF said that he was just kidding when he said all those negative things about AEW and the fans and led, to the, fan, uh, and led the fans in an AEW chant. It seemed very disingenuous. MJF said... That he wasn't in the tournament because he didn't need to be. And he will be the face and the winner. Or he will be there to face the winner of the tournament when it's all over. Remember, he was the Joker. He, even though I don't like the way it happened, won the ladder match. And there's that, that's the other thing. No follow-up to why Stokely and his gang, because it was just all the night, they're a gang. Why Stokely and his gang helped. MJF. Anyways, MJF said that the company was in dark times, but he was going to lead them to the promised land. John Moxley's music was hit. Would hit. This is when I first started watching the show. Now I got my own notes here. Then I did go back. That's why I started the podcast a little later than normal. I usually start at twenty after. I started like twenty five thirty after because I went back and watched the MJF stuff. Anyways, Moxley's music hit. He made his way to the ring a great reaction. Moxley claimed that MJF was full of it. MJF immediately turned on the fans saying that he only saw the world title as his bargaining chip, the bidding war of 2024. And he was going to take the title elsewhere where he would be friend, where he would have friends. Like, what did he call him? Roller Codester, the American Roller Codester. And work with the only con that counted in wrestling. Moxley said that it wasn't this time or place, and MJF needed to leave now, or Moxley was going to make him leave. Looks like they're setting up, well, Moxley and MJF. So I do think Moxley wins the title at Grand Slam, and then MJF goes, all right, now I want you at full gear. Uh, Moxley was all babyface here, representing AEW, talking good about the brand, and this and that, and MJF did leave. Moxley said that the title represents passion and love for pro wrestling. And that it represents taking the dark side of the business and letting it die. He said it represented slaying demons and everything he loved about this business. Tony Schiavone summed it up well where he said, quote, this is great. As Moxley was going on. Moxley said that he had another shot at the game winning goal. And then put over every single person in this tournament. But he said he's the ace. And he wants the ball. And it was time for him to be a legend. 
This was a great promo from Moxley. Really just saying, hey, we need to all rally together. World title is not a joke. The world title is something that you should be um, proud of and proud to hold. And this company should be a company that you should be proud to represent. That's what I got out of all this. Broken King Slender, you must not remember MJF before he left. His whole thing is teasing leaving for WWE in 2024. That's his whole shtick. Not his whole shtick, but a big part of his shtick. Where every other week, you know, I can always go to the other place. Hey, Bruce Pritchard. Remember when we worked together in MLW? I got contacts over there in that other company. He's, he's done this a lot. It's nothing different. We had Death Triangle. Versus Best Friends. For the vacant AEW Trios Championships. Pretty good. Whoa. Good thing that was closed. Knocked over a can of Monster. It's a good thing it was empty and closed. Anyways. Pretty good match here. Orange Cassidy and Penta started it off. Cassidy threw his sunglasses to Dan Housen. Like Penta threw his gloves at Abrahantes. This broke down with all six men getting involved, ending with Death Triangle being bumped to the floor and getting hit with a flip dive after being launched by Trent. Uh, Orange being launched by Trent Taylor. Chuck Taylor then hit a dive off the stage onto everybody. Pac was able to get the heat on Beretta once they got back into the ring with Pac stomping the ankle and working over his neck. Dan Housen and Alex Abrahantes faced off on the floor, and Dan Housen cursed him <laughs> before hitting a low blow. Pat kicked Dan Housen in the face, but ate a crossbody from Cassidy. Cassidy then hit a tornado DDT and got a two off of it. Chuck Taylor then hit the soul food on Phoenix, but before Beretta hit a half-and-half half suplex and then a tornado DDT on Phoenix. All six men got involved again and hit their big moves. This all ended with Penta hitting Made in Japan on Orange. Death Triangle then reversed a crunchy, which roll, on Phoenix with a pair of super kicks. Pack made the save after a crunchy on Penta. The Death Triangle then hit the triple stereo Canadian Destroyers on Best Friends, leaving Chuck Taylor open for a black arrow, which ended up being the finishing move of the match with, well, Death Triangle winning a great match and becoming the new AEW Rio's champions. So, Pack, to my knowledge, First double champ, first champ champ, first person to hold two different belts at the same time. Sammy don't count. Sammy with two TNT belts don't count. So I believe Pack is the first person in this company to hold two different championships simultaneously. Kudos. Kudos. Battle went to a great team. Nothing against best friends, but I think... This is your best bet. This is your probably best tag team outside of the elite. Your, your trio, I should say. But next up, Tony Storm took on Penelope Ford in, uh, what do they call him, Eliminator match. Storm and Ford started fast with Storm. I don't know why my echo just went off. Anyway, Storm and Ford started fast with Storm out wrestling Ford early on. Ford started to get the heat after diving uh, storm into the driving storm into the steps. Ford hit a drop kick to the back of Storm as she leaned against the middle ropes. Ford hit a handspring elbow on Storm before hitting a big boot. Booker T would call her Penelope. Hit a suplex for a two count. 
Ford went for the Northern Lights suplex, but Storm countered into a DDT for a, for the pinfall victory. Wasn't much to the match, but I was shocked that Penelope Ford got as much as she did on Tony Storm. Like, Tony Storm didn't just completely dominate. So, cool. 2.0 then cut a promo on Hook and Action Bronson. They announced that Hook and Bronson will be facing 2.0 in an upcoming match. I'm like, oh, damn. Action Bronson getting in the ring. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. They claimed they went to make their way out to the ring. Before they can do their rap, though, Swerve's music would hit and interrupt. Swerve cut a full heel promo, which was interesting, saying that it was a joke. Well, not really. If you watch the scrum, Swerve doesn't think that they deserve another shot. And that's what he said tonight. He, deserve, he doesn't think that the, the acclaim deserves another shot at the tag titles, that they're a joke and shouldn't even be the champions at all. Billy Gunn then cut him off and said that it was their house and they acclaimed we're going to finally take home the gold in New York City. It was actually announced that they claimed we'll challenge Swerve and our glory for the AW World Tag Team Championships at Grand Slam on the 21st. As we move forward, Anthony Bowens, they kept saying, it's going to be in their house. Anthony Bones is from New Jersey. Max Caster. I just headbutted my microphone. Max Caster is from Long Island. As we move forward, what the heck just happened here? Chris Jericho and the JAS were backstage with Tony Schiavone. Jericho claimed that he found the fortune of youth. He's been drinking it in, man. He said because he beat Danielson at AW All Out, he was the best wrestler of all time and the greatest sports entertainer ever. Himself the BWGSE. Something like that. He said that AW, his company. This is his locker room. And no one was taking it away from him. Jericho also reiterated that Daniel Garcia wasn't going to have the JAS in his corner tonight, but still felt Garcia would get the job done. Ford Lothan took on Tony Nese. This match did not need to be for the title. It was a damn squash that maybe lasted a minute. This was nothing. He came out, defeated uh, Tony Nese in like a minute, hit him with three power bombs, and then Mark Sterling ate a power bomb afterwards as well. Well, Josh Woods ran down and saved Mark Sterling before eating the powerbomb. Orlando then got a promo that said he was on a mission to make AEW his. He said, people have told me all week, hey, you've lost your momentum. What's going on, Wardlow? No one thinks about you or talks about you anymore. Well, he's here to put everybody on notice and let everybody know that he's the real champion here. And I'm like, oh, Lord, one of these, one of these, I'm the real champion. You're not the world champion, though, bucko. And if you were a real champion, then you would have been like, I want to defend my title at the pay-per-view, not be in a nothing tag match. Hype video, recap the feud, going all the way back to like when AEW basically started between Sammy and Darby, who will face off Friday for the title. Uh, WBSG, thank you, Hot Rod Bubba. Thank you. 
Um, Luke says, why did AEW go back to Wardlow's old theme? I don't pay attention half the time during entrances, so if he had different music tonight, I have no freaking clue. Also, if you say Wardlow had multiple themes in AEW, I didn't even know that. Not a big theme guy for the most part. Like, themes for most guys kind of just over my head and I don't pay attention to them. If I'm going to be completely honest. Now, there are guys where I literally like their themes. Like, you know, CM Punk, that's just a cool song. I've liked the song before CM Punk ever used it. I think FTR's got a really good theme. Like, it's very catchy. Danielson's got a really catchy, good theme. Boxley and Wild Thing, I think his old theme was better. To be completely honest, Wild Thing, you make my heart sing. You make everything, you know, whatever. But themes, to be honest, to me, I can care less about. Not a big theme guy. Magma says, what about Broken Dreams? Yeah, I think it's a cool song. It's cool that they used it at um, Clash of the Castle. But to me, if that's going to come as regular theme, cool, whatever, okay. It's not, but, like, themes. And now I started asking, what about this guy's theme? Well, I'm not, I'm not going down that. Themes are just whatever to me. Like, there are guys that their themes stand out to me. And I'm like, oh, I like that. Like, Daniel Bryan. The Daniel Bryan theme song is my phone ringtone. It's just some songs and some themes thing. Now, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Stand out to me. Most, just over my head, I don't even pay attention to them. Josh says, I think MJF's theme is amazing. It's catchy. Bump. Bump, bump, bump. Bump, 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 It's catchy. I like MJF's theme. It's just, like I said, there's a handful, maybe two handfuls of themes where I go, yeah, that's a banger. I like that one. I like that one. But most of them, like you, you say, why did they go back to Wardlow's old theme? If someone were to ask me how many themes has Wardlow had in AEW, I would have said one of his own in MJF. I, I didn't know Wardlow's had more than one theme song. So then we had match of the night maybe the match of the freaking week i'm talking all the way back to this weekend brian danielson hangman page these two were amazing william regal joined commentary called the mask and the man beautiful buttercup and they said i'm an eccentric man from the uk and i can get away with saying stuff like this he's like how are you doing today taz Giovanni. The man in the mask, you beautiful buttercup. He's like, so I'm like, I'm an eccentric Englishman and I can get away with this. Dancing and Hangman started off slow. And I like the way they started off slow and they built and they built and they built and they built and they, they climaxed and they. <laughs> These two told a freaking story. Dancing and Hangman, again, like I said, started slow. Danielson being unable to defeat Hangman in the past was a big story throughout this match on commentary. Danielson and Hangman exchanged chops, and Danielson brought it to the ground, stomping on the knee of Hangman. That said that that looked like something Regal would have done before saying, quote, I have done that to me. And Regal said, I sure hope so. Hangman hit a lariat on Danielson while he was on the apron, and Danielson spilled to the floor. Danielson dodged a tope and drove Hangman into the ring post, shoulder first. Danielson continued to work over the right arm of Hangman, attempting to take out the buckshot lariat. Regal claimed that he taught Danielson how to, uh, how to uh, gyrate. 
And I'm like, oh, Regal taught him how to gyrate like he did at the pay-per-view. Okay. Danielson hit a big running kick to Hangman on the floor before continuing to strike Hangman in the ring. Danielson went for the crossbody, but Hangman caught him in a follow-away slam position. Hangman then hit a to uh, hit a top tope and then went for a dead eye in the ring. But Danielson fought out and went right into the went right after the bicep of Page. Danielson then hit a round of kicks and got a two off of it. Hangman cut Danielson off on the top rope and hit a moonsault followaway slam for a two. Hangman went for the buckshot lariat, but Danielson rolled to the other side of the ring. Both men ended up on the apron, and Danielson was able to do the arm ringer and then drove Hangman to the mat, crashing arm first. Hangman and Danielson exchanged chops in the middle of the ring with Hangman hitting an elevated sit-out powerbomb for a two. Danielson hit hammer and elbows, uh, hammer and anvil elbows on top on the top turnbuckle and went for a suplex off the top rope, but Hangman did a backflip off. Hangman hit a lariat, but Danielson immediately took advantage and went for the label lock. Danielson skinned the cat and turned a made in Japan into an armbar before rolling back into the label lock. Hangman rolled Danielson out of it and hit knees and uh, hit hit some knees to Danielson's shoulder. Hangman and Danielson hit hard forearms before Hangman hit a dead eye, countering the Busaku knee. Hangman went for a moonsault press, but Danielson moved and hit the Busaku knee. Hangman rolled to the floor with Danielson did earlier. Hangman then hit a powerbomb on the apron and hit a moonsault to the floor to Danielson. Danielson ducked the buckshot lariat attempt and hit an O'Connor roll with a bridge to pick up the pinfall victory. Danielson wins and moves on to next week's show to face Jericho. This match was fantastic. This match was great. They told an amazing story. It went boom, 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 boom. Never overextended its welcome. I loved it. I loved this match. Jungle Boy did a pre-tape promo here talking about Christian Cage. He said Christian's going to need surgery and that he was going to take years off of Christian's life when he returns. He then took his next target to Luchasaurus, who he said for three years kind of just, you know, was the anchor of this group. Hangman too, or not Hangman, Jungle Boy to Luchasaurus. He's like, I carried you over the last three years, but now it feels like an anchor has been taken from around my feet. Everyone always told me that you held me down, that you were the one not allowing me to get to my full potential. Now, and he throws the water bottle down, he says, I am going to stop you in your tracks, or something along those lines. So it looks like we might be getting Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy here soon. Now, this is a really good promo, and Jungle Boy was more fiery than ever, I felt like. Which, again... It was a pre-tape promo, so they probably could have done it a couple of times. Where they go, ah, we didn't get enough fire out of you. Do it again. Because, I mean, we've seen him do well live promos, but I feel like Jungle Boy's best work, and maybe he's just still still working on the the the, the mic stuff, but his pre-tape stuff is his best work so far. But he's great in the ring. I'll say that. Oakley Hathaway then came out, claimed to be the king of the ladder match. Stage hand then was like, I'm in the ear in my ear you gotta wrap it up he's like wait 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 i just came out here what do you mean i gotta wrap it up uh-uh when i have this microphone you respect me like your daddy i'm like whoa okay he's like when i talk no one tells me what i can and can't say and how long i can't do it so then beat up the stage hand 
whipped his ass, and it ended with Morrissey hitting him with a big boot off the stage. Or on the stage. Video then aired, claiming that Claudio Castagnoli will be facing Dax Harwood on Rampage this week with the ROH World Championship on the, on the line. And I'm like, come on, really? That's randomness. All get out. But regardless, we got some matches announced for upcoming shows. This Friday on AEW Rampage, Claudio Castagnoli will be taking on Dax Harwood with the ROH World Championship on the line. Also in a... First round match in the ROH champion Tournament of Champions match will be Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. The winner moves on to Dynamite next week to take on John Moxley. Next week on Dynamite, speaking of John Moxley, will face the winner of either Darby Allen or Sammy Guevara. Also in a second round match in the Tournament of Champions in the Tournament of Champions tournament, Ryan Danielson will be taking on Chris Jericho. The winner of that match will then take on the winner of John Moxley versus whoever he beats. Also at Grand Slam on September 21st, we do know the AW World Tag Team Championships will be on the line with Swerve Not Glory once again defends against the acclaimed. Now we move on to our main event. This is a good match. I didn't think it was a great match. I got bored during parts of this match. The crowd got bored during parts of this match. It kind of dragged at port portions, and it just felt long. It was a pure rules match. Three judges at ringside in case it goes to a time limit draw. It was Jerry Lynn, BJ Whitmer, and Matt Seidel. They did the whole thing where they told you it's at 60 minutes, even though there was not anywhere near 60 minutes left in the show when this match started. So that right there kills the gimmick. Hence why usually in Ring of Honor, the pure title is earlier in the show. He also said that each competitor only had three. Like if you don't know pure rules, each competitor gets three rope breaks. Once you exhaust all of your rope breaks, you can no longer use a rope break. So if your opponent, if you exhaust all your rope breaks and your opponent gets you in say an ankle lock, you go to the ropes. Oh, break it, break it. You can't because you've already used all your rope breaks. So as far as the match does go, Garcia used his first rope break to take advantage pretty early of Yuta and dumped him to the floor. Garcia and Yuta then started a chop battle. Yuta hit a flying forearm off or on Garcia off to the top rope. Garcia then hit a palm strike on Yuta before hitting a two, uh, yeah, two suplexes back to back and a lariat for a two. Garcia then hit a series of German suplexes. Garcia then hit a German of his own off the middle ropes on Yuta who landed right on his head on the mat. Um, Garcia then hit a suplex on Yuta. Garcia then hit a dragon tamer, his version of like a sharpshooter, right in the middle of the ring, but Yuta made it to the ropes to break the hold. Garcia and Yuta exchanged some submission attempts, but Garcia finally locked on the dragon tamer again in a tight, tight, tight position and got the submission with a great crowd reaction. Crowd popped Huge when Garcia became the brand new A E no Ring of Honor pure champion. Angmore says, "Did Vince ever have a rope break rule in WWE? What do you mean? Like there is rope breaks in WWE? That's what you're asking. Anyways, so confetti flies, and I'm like, I, I had a feeling Garcia was winning because I didn't think they were gonna have you to beat him twice for the title." Because you'd have beat him back at the last of the Death Force Honor show. Then they did the match back here. Plus, they were in his hometown. So I was like, I had a feeling Garcia was going to win against, again, another reason why I never fully got invested. Because I just, I, I just had that thought in my back of my head the whole match was, oh, yeah, Garcia's winning. Garcia's winning. Garcia's winning. He did. Danielson then would come down. And as Yuta was going to do the Code of Honor handshake and hand the title over to, well, actually, he hands the title over to Garcia and then Moxley, or no, not Moxley, Danielson. Steals it from him. 
And we're like, whoa, what is going on here? Then he takes it and he puts it around the waist of Daniel Garcia. So he basically coronates Garcia as the champion. We then see Jericho come out looking very displeased, very angry, and very, very pissed off that Garcia is now shaking hands with Brian Danielson. With that, that was AEW Dynamite. I thought it was a good episode of Dynamite. Not a great episode. Could have been better, but I thought it was a good episode of this show. Uh, Harbub says, you want it win Grand Slam? I already talked about that. We already talked about that, Harbub Bubba. I would like Danielson to win the title, but I think it's going to be Moxley leading to Moxley and MJF at the Full Gear pay-per-view. With that, guys, remember, if you want to be part of the show, you can do so by texting in to 510-906-1341. Again, that's 510-906-1341. Before we get into the text messages, we got to go and check the polls as far as the which poll does go. Let's refresh that here. 62% liked the show. 38% thought it was just no, no. I read that wrong. 62% thought it was just all right. 38% did not like Dynamite. Or did like Dynamite. Did. 62 thought it was all right. 38 liked it. As far as the Twitter poll does go. Seventy-one percent liked the show. 18% thought it was just all right. And 10% did not like it. And finally, the YouTube poll. 57% liked the show, 31% thought it was just all right, and 12% did not like it. This person here says, good show, some really great matches. Awesome show, great job, making the best out of a bad situation. I do agree on that one. I do agree on that one. It says, excellent show, smooth and steady. Yes, the show was smooth, flowed well, and I felt like it was over by the time it started. It flowed that well. Like, the show was over, and I go, oh, that was quick. I'm going to say right now, if someone texts me and the first thing in the sentence is ringside news reported or ringside news wrote, I'm just not going to read anything of it. So don't even, I'm, I'm, I'm telling y'all right now, don't even. If I get any message and it says ringside news at all in the message, especially if it's the first, was in the first three words. Yeah, I'm not reading your message at all. Just, just, just no. They, they put out fake news today about Thunder Rosa. That's not true. Thunder Rosa did not ask for her release. I can tell you Thunder Rosa is a little unhappy in AEW, but not to the point where she asked for her release. Uh, this text message here says, what are your thoughts on Death Triangle becoming the new world tag team trios champions? Said it earlier, I think they were the best bet. It says, definitely. YouTube TV if you want local channels. Gotcha. Local channels and DVR. Doesn't have DVR. It's like, right now, Big Brother's on. Can't watch Big Brother right now because, well... Talking Rampage, or Dynamite. So, it's recording. So, can it record for me? Can, can YouTube TV do DVR? That's my question. Person here says, also, does it also give me East Coast channels? East Coast, West Coast, because with Comcast, I get East Coast and West Coast. Person here says, for the World Title Tournament, I was Brian, a six-time world champion. Same with Jericho being it. So, they're saying throughout their entire career. They're not saying they're six-time WWE champion or seven-time WWE champion, but they're saying they're a three-time world champion throughout the span of their careers. 
which also leads me to believe that might be wrong for Danielson. Hold on. Brian Danielson. Scroll, 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 scroll. Uh, no, that's true. That's right. Never mind. Four-time WWE champion, one-time world heavyweight champion. And he was a one-time Ring of Honor world champion. So yeah, that is true. Six. So yeah, that's what that all means. Three times because Moxley won the technically AEW title twice. He's one-time WWE champion and so forth. So that's what they meant by seven-time champion, six-time champion, three-time champion throughout their entire career. Because, I mean, they even say it in WWE sometimes. You know, oh, Shinsuke Nakamura, he, he's won titles in Japan and this and that. Brock Lesnar has won titles all over the world. They'll say, like AJ, they've said it before. AJ Styles has won titles here in America and Japan and so forth, you know. Even WWE makes reference to that kind of stuff as well. Uh, electrifying Gaming, no. Malachi Black was given a con, a conditional release. That is true. Malachi Black was given a conditional release. Basically, a release with some sort of a non-compete. That one is true. But it wasn't just a straight-up release like some people first reported. There's conditions to it. And finally, this text message says, I would have fired Ace Steel and said, well, we don't, okay, first off. It says, I would have fired Ace Steel and CM Punk and I would have fined everybody else involved $3 million. Yeah, okay. Okay. That, that's just dumb to say. That, that, that right there. First off, we don't know if anybody's been fired yet. We don't know if anybody's been fined. So this is just to say, I would have done this and this and this without knowing what has happened yet because it's not become, you know, knowledge, public knowledge. Or cited on your side. Also, $3 million to each? Yeah, that's a little steep there, buddy. It's a little steep. Now, Ace Steel being fired, I could see that. Punk being fired, maybe. Trust me, there's still a lot to this story that needs to come out. And don't just start assuming and saying, oh, this is what I would do. No, no, you wouldn't. I hate people, and I get this all the time with people trying to fantasy book at me. You know, WWE did this with Liv Morgan, but what I would have done was, no, you wouldn't. Or if I was in that situation, and if I worked in WWE, and someone came at me, or I worked in AEW, I would have done that. No, you wouldn't. Put yourself in that situation for reals and then tell me what you would have done. Because if you've never been in a situation like that where you were in charge of a wrestling company or you're in charge of booking a wrestling company or you're in charge of anything like a wrestling... You can't say, I would have done this with no experience of any sort. Like, I don't know you from Adam here, text messenger 248. But do you run your own business? Or do you are you a big wig executive that runs a business? If so, then I apologize for my comments to you. If not, then my comments are justified of, you would have done this, this, this. Why? What, what experience do you have to justify you saying this is what I would have done? Like when Fightful did their podcast earlier and Jimmy Van was like, well, here's what I would have done and this is how I would have done the situation because he's ran, owned a million dollar, multi-million dollar company. He knows, he's got experience He's also ran wrestling companies back in the day. So it's like, when you hear people say, I would have done this. If they don't got any experience in the field or something similar, fuck them. It's called backstage quarterbacking with no experience and knowledge. 
That's what it's called. Backstage quarterbacking, no experience, nor knowledge. And again, if you do run your own company with multiple different, um, you know, that's what I'm looking for, employees and all that kind of stuff, then I apologize for the comments. Then that's not directed towards you. But if you don't, then they are. Like, I got my own company. I got my own graphic design production company. But it's really just me and, like, one or two other people. So I can't say, oh, yeah, I run my own company, so I know how to do this and take care of something like that. No, I don't. So I don't say this is what I would have done. But with that, that's all we got. Tonight's AEW Dynamite review. With that, I do want to say thank you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This person says, I do own my own company. And the reason I said $3 million each is because you have to set an example. People tend to run over. Again, give me no context on this company. I have my own, I own my own company too. It's like me and two other people. Technically, I co-own the company. It's me and my friend. We're going to do our production. We have a production company. He does a lot of the business side of the things. I do a lot of the, the you know, Pitching, he does the business and the numbers. I do the pitching of the, this is what we can do for you and this and that. And we have somebody else that helps us out sometimes as well. But with no context, again, I, I, I own a business technically, but I don't say that I got enough experience to say that I, and three million, that's just, that, that, no, 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 no. Again, that right there just shows me, no, 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 no. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited if you're watching live or podcast services all around the globe and YouTube if you're watching or listening later. With that, have a great rest of your Wednesday night. I will see you guys next time. Have a good one, guys.